0: Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of Winking Cat Tales! The first several episodes this season are dedicated to Aesop, the famous storyteller from Ancient Greece. All his stories were meant to teach us lessons. One lesson I wanted to learn was how to pronounce his name properly so I could tell you, but I found out experts disagree on that. Some scholars I checked said Aesop, others said Aesop, and one couldn't make up his mind and said Aesop. I wasn't sure which pronunciation to pick. Finally, I decided to pronounce his name the way I heard it pronounced many years ago when I first discovered his stories. In this episode, I'd like to share two of my favorite Aesop fables with you.
1: Short tales, long tales, tales times two We will tell some tales to you Fun tales, sad tales, false and true Tell an old tale, make it new A favorite story is like a true friend It's always good
2: company
1: And though we already know the end We listen eagerly. Silly, tragic, tall tales too. Each has a moral that comes shining through. Listen as we tell a few of Aesop's fables. Aesop's fables
0: told just for you. The first fable I'd like to share is the tale of the sun, the north wind, and the man. Now, since the beginning of time, the sun and the north wind have argued about which of them was more powerful and important. Unlike the warm and pleasant sun, the north wind was a bully and a brute, cold and unfriendly. With each century, he became more and more jealous of Sun's brilliant power and fame. Every time they met, he started an argument. Our tale begins on an afternoon about 2,000 years ago. Sun was watching a flock of sheep grazing in the meadow. North Wind swept up beside her. What are you doing? He grumbled in a dark, low voice. Sun said cheerily, I'm watching these sheep. They're so peaceful.
2: Sounds like lazy to me, growled the north wind. You don't want to do anything because you're too weak to make anything happen.
0: I'm not weak, Sun said. I just like keeping things the way they are. North Wind swirled in a circle around the sun.
2: He bragged, I'm stronger than you are. I can change the weather with a snap of my finger. I can push the clouds around and blow giant waves of rain across the land. Perhaps,
0: the sun admitted, "'But I can lift entire lakes into the air "'and turn them into clouds of vapor. "'Without me, you would have no clouds to bully around.' North Wind's anger and jealousy grew. "'He thundered,
2: "'I can blow down trees!'
0: "'Well, I can turn a seed into a giant redwood tree,' "'sun goaded him, "'making it grow tall and straight.' "'to stand against your little breezes.' "'Little breezes?' North Wind thundered again.
2: "'I'll show you how strong I am.'
0: "'Just then, a man walked up the path to the top of the hill. "'He wore a gray coat and a cloth hat in case it might rain.
2: "'I know a way to prove who's stronger. "'You or me declared the north wind we'll have a contest i bet i can make that man lose his coat and hat faster than you can
0: fine agreed sun i'll take your bet i'll even let you go first Ho-ho-ho, laughed the
2: north wind this will only take a second Don't blink. I'm going to blow so hard that this man's coat and hat will go flying right off his body and into the field.
0: Sun backed a little higher into the sky. Fine, she said. I'll watch from here. The north wind swirled his gray cloudy robes about him. He took a deep breath (gasps) and blew an icy gust of wind down, down toward the man. The poor man shivered and was almost knocked off his feet. He grabbed his hat and pulled it down further onto his head and buttoned his coat. North wind was puzzled. Again, he took another deep breath. This time, he filled his mouth with rain and frozen pellets of sleet. Once again, he blew as hard as he could toward the man. But the man planted his feet sturdily on the ground and pulled his coat tighter around his body. North Wind tried everything he knew, but the man only stood still, the coat and hat still tight on his body. Sun glided down back beside him. She giggled. Your face is turning purple, she observed. Are you all right?
2: I'm fine,
0: Northwind replied in a raspy, breathless voice.
2: This contest is a waste of time.
0: I'm leaving. Oh, no, no, you don't, said Sun. I haven't had my turn yet. We had a bet. She reminded him.
2: Don't even bother
0: trying, North Wind grumbled.
2: You'll never get that man's
0: coat to come off. Sun grew a little brighter. She declared,
2: We'll see. North Wind laughed. <laughs> what can you possibly do that I can't do? he asked.
0: I can shine,
2: the Sun said proudly.
0: I don't need to bully the man into taking off his coat. I just need to use a little warm persuasion. Come here, my friends. Glow, Ray, let's turn the heat up a little. If you want to be a winner, you don't have to be a bully or be rude. No, no. Give you aggravation and win you admiration If you smile and have a sunny attitude If you have a task he's doing It makes no sense to bluster or to storm No, no Oh, no You'll have much more success If you use some finesse And some personality to make things warm Creative you will see A carrot's always better than a stick Shine, shine. it's the honey caught the fly A little golden sunshine will do the trick All your pushing and your shoving Will not win you all the things you want to get Uh-uh, not yet Some gentle warm persuasion Provides a right equation Won the bet shine, shine, Be creative, you will see A carrot's always better Than a stick Shine, shine it's a honey caught the fly A little golden sunshine Sunshine will do The trick Oh yeah A little golden sunshine Sunshine Will do the trick Warmed by the sunshine the man took off his coat and stood on the hillside north wind had lost the bet angry and humiliated he wrapped himself in the storm clouds and blew away to a distant part of the sky the man tilted his face to the sun and soaked in the warmth he took off his hat the sun was lovely but it was warm the man became thirsty He left the sunny hillside and sat under a shady tree to eat his lunch and drink some water. The second of Aesop's fables that I'm going to share with you is about three crows and a pitcher of water. It began in a village near the meadow. Two crows named Misha and Tasha walked along a stone sidewalk. They also were enjoying the warm sunshine, but it made them thirsty too. Misha and Tasha searched the quiet street for something to drink when suddenly Misha saw something shiny. Look, he called, and he pointed to a glass pitcher setting beside a well. Perfect, Tasha said. People are always using those things to carry water from the well. You can see the water in it. The crows hopped over to the pitcher, flew up to the opening at the top, and peered inside. They could see the water deep inside the pitcher. It smelled fresh and damp, and it made them even more thirsty. Misha reached down, stretching his neck as far as he could, but the pitcher was narrow and tall, and his beak wasn't long enough to reach the water. I can't reach it, said Misha. Let me try, shouted Tasha. She held tight to the rim with her toes and leaned down through the spout, strained and pushed her long neck inside. But she couldn't reach the water either. Misha cautioned his friend, Don't fall in. If you fall in, you won't be able to get out. This pitcher is too deep and narrow. Tasha pulled her head back out. It's no use, she sighed. We'll just have to die of thirst. The two crows paced around the bottom of the pitcher, clicking their beaks against the glass, clacking and flapping their wings in frustration. A third crow, Sasha perched on a wall nearby and watched his friend's strange behavior. What are you doing? he finally asked. We're thirsty, answered Misha. Very thirsty, added Tasha. Sasha was puzzled and asked... "'If you're thirsty, why don't you drink some water?' Ah, Tasha cawed loudly. "'That's what we want to do. "'See, there's water in this pitcher, "'but it's too far down inside and we can't reach it.' "'Our beaks aren't long enough,' said Misha gloomily. "'Sasha thought for a moment and then asked, "'Have you ever tried to tip the pitcher on its side "'and spill the water out?' "'No!' exclaimed Misha." If we did that, the water would spill out on the hot stones of the sidewalk. The sun would bake it away before we could drink it. True, agreed Tasha. The sun is hot today. Suddenly, Sasha had an idea. He walked to a small pile of pebbles beside the sidewalk and picked up one with his beak. Then he flew up to the opening on the rim of the pitcher and dropped the pebble inside. The crows heard a soft plop as the pebble hit the surface of the water. Tasha asked, What are you doing? Sasha flew back to the pile of pebbles, picked up another small pebble, and dropped it into the pitcher. What does it look like? I'm dropping pebbles into the water in the pitcher, Sasha answered. But why? asked Tasha. Are you angry with the water? asked Misha. "No." "'answered Sasha, as he found a third pebble and dropped it into the water. "'I know,' shouted Misha. "'You're trying to get the water to splash out of the pitcher "'so you can grab the droplets in your beak and drink them.' "'No!' said Sasha, laughing. "'I wouldn't care very much water that way.' "'Misha ruffled his feathers. "'Then what are you doing?' Sasha hopped back to the pile of pebbles and stood on the top stone. Did either of you ever throw a stone into a pond, he asked. Of course, replied Tasha. And when you did, Sasha continued, what happened to the stone? Misha and Tasha looked at each other for a moment thoughtfully. Then Misha answered, it got wet. Ha ha, Sasha laughed. Yes, it did he agreed. But that's not the point. Did the pebble float or did it sink to the bottom? It It sank, Misha and Tasha said together. Sasha flapped his wings excitedly. So, he said, if I throw these pebbles into the pitcher, will they float on the water inside it or will they sink to the bottom of the pitcher? They will most certainly sink, said Tasha. "'But what difference does that make? "'We'll still be thirsty.' "'Don't you see?' Sasha asked. "'If we drop these pebbles into the pitcher, "'they will make a pile and fill up the bottom of the pitcher. "'The water will have to go somewhere else. "'And where do you think the water will go?' "'Tasha and Misha clicked and croaked "'as they considered Sasha's question. "'Then suddenly they understood,' The thirsty crows happily began dancing and flapping their wings with glee. The The water water will will have have to move move closer closer to to the the top, top, they both shouted. And what can we do when the water is closer to the top, inquired Sasha. We We can can drink drink it, it, Misha and Tasha declared. Sasha tapped at the small pile of pebbles. It'll take a lot of pebbles to fill up the bottom of the pitcher. We should start dropping them in, he suggested together the three crows took turns flying to the pile of small stones then dropping them into the pitcher one by one plop 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 the pebbles fell into the bottom as the water rose higher just one little pebble may be very small and one at all but put it together with a million more you'll have a mountain outside your door
1: little things never do seem very special when you have just a few but when you've got a great big bunch there's so much they can do When you're caught in the desert and your throat is dry, one little drop of water will not satisfy. But put that drop together with a million more, you'll have a river outside your door. Little things never do seem very special when you have just a few. But when you've got a great big bunch, there's so much they can do. There's a lot that little
0: things can do. When the three clever crows had drunk their fill of the water from the pitcher, they flew up into the sunny sky toward a cornfield for a snack. The farmer wasn't very happy to see them there, but that's another story. Short tails, long tails, tails times two, We have told some tales to you. We're so glad we shared a few of Aesop's fables, Aesop's fables told, just for you. We hope you enjoyed our adaptations of The Sun, The North Wind and The Man, and The Crows and the Pitcher. Copyright 2018 by P. Haines Ainsworth and Terrence Alaric-Levitt. We have more tales for you, some fun activities, and behind-the-scenes video on our website, Winking Cat Tales, that's cat with a K, T-A-L-E-S dot com. Thank you for listening. Until the next story, this is Patricia Haines Ainsworth for Winking Cat Tales. Any use of this broadcast without written permission is prohibited by law. Thank you.